Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Todd Burnett, who's Vice President of Managed Services at Robinson Fresh. And today we're going to talk about keeping it fresh, how to improve operational effectiveness and reduce total landed costs in the fresh food supply chain. Now, not all supply chains are created equal, and, and that's certainly true in the fresh food supply chain. Uh, there's a lot of unique considerations uh, involved in this industry, everything from you know, temperature control to ensuring, you know, food safety, you know, so, so what does it take to, uh, you know, improve operational effectiveness and reduce total landing costs in the fresh food supply chain? Well, that's the uh, kind of the main question that we're going to discuss in today's episode. And it's great to have Todd in the program who's uh, on the front lines of, of uh, this industry, working with clients uh, in this area day in and day out to, to share his insights and, and advice in, in this area. So uh, Todd, welcome to the program. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Adrian. So, uh, that's right. I've been on the uh, front lines for about 25 years now here at uh, CH Robinson and Robinson Fresh. So I've, I've seen our company grow from its North American base and network to uh, a global network of uh, supply chain partners and execution. And quite frankly, uh, we consider it the world's most powerful supply chain platform. So um, I've worked uh, for the Robinson Fresh division for about 15 years now. Um, it is the fresh side of our business, and it's actually where the company got started uh, about 110 years ago. Uh, actually, moving produce off of the West Coast, putting it onto rail cars, and moving it into uh, East Coast hubs. So, we like to we like to say that we actually developed some of the first perishable supply chains, and we managed some of the uh, first produce supply chains coming off the West Coast. So um, I'm excited about today and talking to you about some of the challenges and opportunities in these types of supply chains. And um, I became uh, vice president of our managed services within Robinson Fresh earlier this year. So I'm responsible for building strategies and solutions uh, for customers um, to meet the growing demands uh, that happen within these types of supply chains. Great, no, great, great background. And, and you know, I think a lot of folks, when they think of C.H. Robinson, they think of obviously kind of the brokerage operations and, and that's what they're very well known for. But, you know, it's this fresh side that, that was actually the origins of the company and, and has a lot of, uh, you know, expertise and, and history in that area. So, so let, let's start by, you know, in case people aren't that familiar with some of the, like I said, some of the unique characteristics of, of the industry. Well, let's start by talking about the fresh food you know, supply chain. I mean, who, who are some of the, the key participants and, and what are some of the, the key processes or challenges involved? Yeah, so um, we'll break this down in, into kind of two parts. So uh, you wanted to know some of the key participants and then we'll talk about some of the challenges that, that we see in these types of supply chains. So in fresh food supply chains, we're typically talking about <clears throat> restaurants, uh, retailers uh, that can be both, uh, both regional or large and national and global in scope, in scope and then also convenience. So uh, where I want to start and, and kind of let's walk backwards a little bit and this will help you understand from the participation side. So if you go into, uh, let's say you go into your local uh, quick serve restaurant and you order a fruit cup or, or a side salad with your regular menu item, uh, what you don't think about is all of the inputs uh, that it actually takes 
uh, to execute on that fruit cup. And in a quick serve environment where they've got maybe 2,000 restaurants across the country, they're serving 20, 30,000 fruit cups a day. Very complex supply chains, uh, very complex execution points just to deliver on that fruit cup because there may be four or five different items uh, in that cup. Those four or five different items uh, may come from all the way across the globe. <clears throat> They've got to be harvested and picked at, the, at just the right time, at just the right place, and then that product's got to get into the supply chain uh, to serve to you. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, no, yeah absolutely. <clears throat> so these are extremely complex supply chains. Um, typically, there's not a whole lot of visibility in those supply chains, and, and we'll start with the uh, start uh, first upstream uh, at the supplier side. So, um, typically, that's the manufacturer, the producer, the grower, the shipper, uh, the one either making uh, the fresh food or harvesting and producing uh, the fresh food. And then, uh, really, it's not all grown uh, typically in the same spot in the same place. Uh, at the same time of the year all the time. So you've got to work with the supplier side uh, to figure out when that product's uh, either going to be harvested coming or coming out of the ground or when it's going to be manufactured. Uh, then additionally, uh, you've got to transport that product. You've actually got to get it into uh, market. So you've got to take it from manufacturer supplier. Uh, you've got to transport it and you've got to maintain all the proper controls uh, around temperature, food safety standards, and all of those demands that, that are met on the uh, food safety and uh, quite, quite frankly, uh, the fresh food supply chain. Then after transportation, it's got to go into distribution. So somebody's got to manage that inventory, right? Um, either that's a large uh, distributor, that could be uh, someone that's distributing out multi-state, uh, that could be a direct store drop distributor that's uh, uh, delivering into a urban area. Um, but that product's got to get uh, from supplier transported into distribution and then to the back of the restaurant or retailer. So um, very multi-layered, uh, a lot of cost layered within that supply chain. And all of these complexities really lead to um, a lot of lack of visibility and collaboration in the supply chain. Um, with all of these multiple layers and all of these hidden costs, um, what we go to market with uh, to help customers streamline their, um, streamline their supply chain and provide full visibility and provide full PO management is in our managed procurement services. So it's a complete outsource of procurement and distribution uh, for companies in these verticals. That's one challenge, right? PO management, uh, data visibility, where costs in my supply chain. So we've got a solution there. When I talked earlier about execution of transportation, uh, so think about it. Um, in most cases on the fresh food side of the business, most companies are transporting uh, what's called less than truckload or LTL as the acronym. So in the less than truckload temperature controlled environment, as you can imagine, that's even more complex than either a straight truckload 
or a regular uh, non-temp controlled uh, less than truckload environment. So it takes uh, all the right operational execution. Um, we have teams in our Robinson Fresh Consolidation Services that actually tailor um, less than truckload consolidation so our customers can count on product getting there at the right time. And then conversely, I'll, I'll talk about maybe the last really, really big challenge um, outside of visibility is inventory management and fresh food supply chain. So um, no one wants to tell their customer when they, when they order that fruit cup, uh, sorry, we don't have fruit cups today. Strawberries didn't make it, right? Or um, when you go into your local retailer around 4th of July and, and you want your watermelons and they don't have watermelons. So inventory management, it's absolutely critical uh, in the fresh food supply chain. So um, our replenishment services uh, help supply chain partners get product at the right time and at the right price and at the right temp all of the time. Does that make sense? So talked about supplier, yep. logistics and transportation, distribution, and then within that, the challenges around visibility and PO management, and then we talked about execution on LTL, and then the critical one, inventory management. Yeah, no, Todd. I mean, a lot of a lot of moving parts there. A lot, a lot of uh, you know considerations. You, you know, certainly, you know, the next time I order a fruit cup, uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I, my mind's gonna explode. You know, thinking about all these things that went into just getting that that fruit cup uh, and uh, you know having it fresh and taste. You know, you, you, usually as a consumer, you think about yeah, you, know, you just want it to taste good and be fresh and and, and be a, a you know a satisfying part of your meal. Uh, but then if you actually think about everything that went through, you know, to to, to execute and get that uh, there on time and, and in, in the right condition, I think it's uh, pretty, you know, pretty impressive. Uh, you know, you mentioned a few things. I, I certainly want to get to visibility. Uh, but, but before that, I mean, I think if you, if you had to boil it all down then into some critical factors that, or attributes, you know, that define a best-in-class procurement to delivery operation, you know, what, what would those factors be? Yeah, so either factors or it, as you turn them attributes. So, um, for us, it, it's looking and ensuring that you have the right people, process, and technology to be able to execute on these types of supply chains, uh, to be able to manage all of the complexities around the globe that happen, uh, both at a micro level and a macro level. So uh, let's start with people first, okay? Um, you need vertical experts in your industry that know those commodities and they are trusted advisors. Uh, you need those people to execute on the right strategies um, every day. And those are your strategies that they're executing on, first thing. Processes, um, you need to ensure around fresh food supply chains uh, with all of the multiple layers of uh, both government regulations, uh, food safety acts, um, all of the temperature control requirements that go with this, you've got to ensure uh, that you have the right processes in place, okay? And then lastly, the technology platform. So you uh, need to ensure you have an all-encompassing uh, PO management system uh, that can aggregate orders um, all the way from uh, individual store locations, individual restaurant locations, 
back through distribution. And so you can tender orders, bulk orders back through to supply. And you need that all encompassing PO management, whether you're, um, what doesn't matter what vertical you're in, doesn't matter if you're in a business to business to environment or uh, also a business to consumer environment. So that all encompassing PO management is a, uh, it's a full contract and order management. So you can see everything in your supply chain. So yeah, no, those are, those are a lot of great, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, great pieces of, of advice there. And, and certainly I think all those things are, are, are important. You know, I talked earlier about how, um, you know, the fresh food supply chain is, is kind of unique, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and not all supply chains are created equal, but, but even within the fresh food supply chain, I, I would assume that there's, you know, you know, some diversity and, and uniqueness there. Like if you're, you know, if you're in the restaurant business, it's kind of different than if you're in the grocery retail business and if, and if you're in the, you know, food distribution business. Is that right? I mean, do each of those like sub-verticals have their own unique requirements and, and different things that from a people, process, and technology standpoint have to be accounted for? Yes, there are. And then uh, within each vertical, so you, when we talked about people and the vertical expertise, they're going to know those commodities. And uh, quite frankly, when it comes down to the um, technology interface, it's going to matter uh, what catalog, um, which means what, what SKUs assortments either go into the back of the restaurant or onto the retailer's shelf. So highly complex, highly uh, diverse, uh, highly different items uh, go into uh, different verticals based around that. Does that make sense? So you've yeah. got to have the people, processes, and technology that meet, meet the demands uh, of those differences. Right, right. So, so let, let's let's talk about one of the aspects that you brought up earlier, and that's you know that, that it's visibility. You know, it sounds like visibility and, and data analysis plays a uh, you know an important role here. Um, you know, can you give some examples of how you know enhanced visibility uh, you know leads to improved operational uh, performance? Yeah, uh, I won't I won't give uh, the powers that be might not allow me to give specific examples. So I'll give I'll give some broad examples of um, how we can help execute better on data management. Um, the first thing that you want to know is that you want to you want to own your own data, right? It's yours. It's not someone else's. It's not uh, the supplier's data. It's not the distributor's data. Um, it's your data because you own the consumer and you own the product within that. So um, our customers want real-time data. Uh, so they can make faster, more accurate decisions within their supply chains. And that means um, finding costs that shouldn't be there and uh, mining the data for those costs and then taking those costs out of the supply chain. Um, the example, the broad example I'll give is um, each partner that I talked about in the supply chain earlier, the um, supplier, the transportation, uh, provider, the distribution partner, they all have different levels of sophistication in their technology. And that level will depend upon the visibility that, that you gain and that you have uh, with your data. Uh, we like to talk about uh, chalkboards to lasers uh, with folks' systems within the fresh food supply chain. So, what I'm talking about there is on, on the chalkboard side, orders uh, may be tendered or procured 
uh, via fax or a phone call, right? And that, that PO may be generated by a somewhat antiquated type system. Or on the laser side, POs uh, may be generated uh, by electronic uh, data interface. So via EDI where uh, connections are made directly with suppliers and distributors. So all the systems are, are different. Everybody in the supply chain, I can tell you, is on, is on a different operating system, a different language, a different SKU catalog. Um, our core MP technology with managed procurement systems, actually, it sits over the, the top of the entire supply chain. Uh, it aggregates all of that data on our customer's behalf. Um, so you own the data and you have one source of the truth of that data. So then you can make real-time decisions on uh, your inventory levels that we talked about. Uh, if you uh, need to get product out of the supply chain around uh, food safety, um, you have data there to make those decisions. So um, it allows a customer to own their own data. Additionally, we provide, uh, you need an analytics engine and you need the analytics teams uh, to both present that data back in dashboards in real time, and you need uh, teams to interpret that data on your behalf. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, and you know, I was gonna say, you know, I, uh, in, in many ways, you know, we, we've been talking about how some of the unique characteristics of the food supply chain, the fresh food supply chain, but when it comes to data and data aggregation, I mean, I think that's a common thread across all supply chains, right? The fact that you've got, you have this diversity of uh, capabilities across the different uh, stakeholders in the supply chain, and part of the challenge, really, is, is how do you, you know, how do you bring that all together, right? To have that one source of truth, or, or be able to have that truly end-to-end -end visibility when you've got some participants that are more manual systems or chalkboards mm -hmm. using chalkboards, or maybe even spreadsheets and, and things like that, and then you've got those that are more, you know, obviously more automated and more, you know, more, more sophisticated in nature. So it sounds like, you know, part of Part of the uh, the initial uh, challenge is really um, you know bringing uh, that diversity of information together, right? Yeah, it's 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 where that um, where that information is housed, in what format uh, or language actually language that information is housed, um, what catalog that information sits in, and then you need uh, you need a technology. A, an extremely high level of technology uh, that's updated daily uh, to, to bring all of that data together into uh, one format. So you can read it, you interpret it, you make uh, game time decisions on that. Uh, you can uh, interpret that data and make strategy decisions around that, whether to uh, pull items off the shelf or add a limited time offering, how did that perform? So. All of those things come into play and um, the MP technology that is proprietary for us, um, it allows all of those partners within the supply chain uh, to tap into that technology uh, so they can input their data accordingly. Great, great. And I, and I would think that that's obviously, you know, critical to, you know, from, from a food safety standpoint, if there's ever a recall a call or anything like that, to have that you know, visibility to kind of be able to trace back to see what happened along the supply chain, right? It's critical. It's critical in um, any fresh food supply chain. Um, and it's really critical 
uh, when products coming from around the globe all at different times and and uh, if it's on the produce side it's uh, where it was harvested who harvested it uh, and where's that at in the supply chain on the manufacturing side um, sometimes there are several inputs <clears throat> on fresh foods especially uh, if you think about the convenience side of the business um, where sandwiches are pre-made and then served on a shelf all of those inputs from all those different suppliers critical to have the data and the traceability in your system right right so how did how did you know most companies you know such as grocery retailers and, and restaurants and, and you know food service distributors manage you know the procurement to delivery process i mean is this something that they you know mostly manage in-house or do they tend to outsource you know parts of all of this yeah when we when we describe uh this really essentially there's there's a couple different options um the best way to describe it is an in-source option which is self-distribution versus an outsource option which is non-self-distributing okay <clears throat> so I'll start with the with the in-source or the self-distribution, um, which has a lot of pros and cons to that model, and, and I'll walk you through those. So with the in-source, you do get a high degree of, um, you get a high degree of control. Uh, you get a high degree of uh, leveraging your technology, uh, but on, conversely, on the flip side, there's a high level of investment. Uh, both in capital, in infrastructure, in uh, warehousing, in trucking, and people and equipment. Um, additionally, with that high capital investment, it's really uh, slow to change. It's slow to adapt, and it's slow to enter any new markets uh, that you would want to go, go into. So imagine if you're not into the Portland and Seattle market, for example. Uh, and you're self-distributing or you're in-sourced, you need to put up a warehouse. Uh, you, need, you need to put that warehouse up. You've got to hire folks to manage that warehouse, and then you've got to um, put the trucks or lease the trucks and drivers to deliver that product. So, so that's in-source, that's self-distribution, pros and cons there. And then without source or non-self-distributing companies, um, you essentially turn the entire uh, procurement and uh, distribution process uh, over to a distribution company. Um, there's some pros and cons here also, right? You get um, you get faster speed to market, uh, low capital investment, and then um, uh, conversely, on the flip side, uh, you really don't have any control on your supply chain. Uh, you can't control the costs in your supply chain. And quite frankly, uh, you don't have a lot of visibility to your own product in, in those types of um, outsourced um, distribution and procurement options. So what we have done um, in the marketplace, we've, we've heard uh, both pros and cons of both of these types of models. And quite frankly, uh, we have a third option uh, through our managed procurement services, which uh, it has the look and feel of an in-source because we work on your behalf um, but it has the benefits of the outsource where you're fast speed to market with the low investment along with we provide you the technology and the processes and the people to give you 
the visibility and control you want in your supply chain. You know, it sounds like, yeah, no, it, it sounds like, you know, I, I, I cover, you know, the, the, the transportation market, you mm -hmm. know, most closely in my research. And certainly one of the trends that has been happening there for a long time now is, is what we call managed, what the industry has been calling managed transportation services, which is really, you know, I kind of put it, uh, define it as the right mix of people, processes, and technologies, right, that the customer wants, right, depending on their specific needs to be able to help them scale up or down, uh, you know, their operations, you know, as needed. So it sounds like, you know, the model that you've created there is something similar where you're, you're bringing together the right mix of, you know, people, processes, and technologies, um, you know, where, where it's a, uh, kind of a, a middle ground solution, you know, relative to doing it all in house versus handing the key, everything to, uh, you know, to a third party. Yeah. It, it allows quite frankly, um, the customer to to do what what they're really really good at that's um, taking care of the consumer when they come into the restaurant and serving them uh, the absolute uh, best quality product at, at a great price it allows the convenience um, the convenience location to really execute on fast turns on inventory and uh, getting consumers in and out of that that convenience uh, space and then it allows retailers uh, realistically to get into uh, spaces that uh, maybe they weren't in before um, grab and go meals uh, take home meal kits um, additionally the uh, business to consumer uh, front um, which are really good at that customer interface through their apps and their technology and they need a back-of-the-house system for their procurement capabilities and uh, our managed procurement services actually does that for both business to consumers, business to business, uh, those folks, so they can concentrate on, on what they're really good at and allow us to execute through people, process, and technology uh, what we're really good at. Right, right. So, so you know, and kind of, we, we've got we're running short on time here, so I've got just a couple of more questions. So, okay. I mean, so, so you've talked about you know data management. You, you touched on on food safety a little bit. I mean, what what other trends are you seeing in the industry? Yeah, on the fresh food side of the industry. Uh, so we we did touch about we talked about food safety, traceability, the big one in data management, owning your own data. A couple other trends that that we see. Um, First one being inventory management, I touched on that earlier. Um, really that's about just-in-time inventory and who is going to carry the cost of inventory on their books, where that inventory sits. Um, consumers, uh, consumer habits are changing uh, faster and faster every day and we need to execute on inventory turns faster. Uh, limited time offerings at restaurant chains are happening more and more, that's where uh, an item's there for, for two months and then off the menu uh, another month. And you don't want to be long on inventory, but you want to have enough inventory. And oh, by the way, uh, we want your supply chain partners uh, to have that inventory set on their books. So inventory management's big. Um, the other additional one is what we call cost containment. So uh, within the convenience and um, the restaurant side of the business, there's static menu prices. So those menu prices need need to stay static for a certain amount of time. Uh, but yet the supply chain that we talked about is highly variable, right? It, it, it goes up and down and you've got a price that, that that's flat. So 
our cost containment and the discussions we have around that is really um, managing the inbound purchase order and ensuring those contracts flow through the distribution and then management of the point of sale and the uh, actual correct price uh, from distribution into the store location. So cost containment, uh, inventory management are two other large trends that, that we talk to customers about. Great, great. Yeah, I mean, I know here here in New England, uh, you know, certainly over the summertime, you know, you, you see the uh, the lobster rolls being mm -hmm. kind of the 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 limited time only, you know, summer summer type of menu item, and uh, and that's a good point about the cost containment because you know you do see that uh, particularly from the restaurant side or the uh, you know the the, the quick service uh, type of meals, you know, where it's you know you know four ninety nine, you know, or three ninety nine for X, Y, and Z. And, uh, but, but the reality is that you, like you said, you know, th that's based on when those prices are set, there's a, there's a certain operating cost behind that, but those things tend to change over time. So, you know, being able to manage that so you can still make a margin, uh, at that price point, uh, it, uh, something I hadn't thought about in terms of being yeah. an ongoing challenge. Yeah. You, um, you want to either on the retail shelf, uh, you're going to, you're going to add something around the summertime or at the restaurant level or convenience to drive traffic through their through your door right you want to get the consumer uh in through your door um and you want them to repeat you want them to repeat uh coming back through your door so um if you don't have visibility into your supply chain and you're not delivering at the right price that that consumer will come back and buy again you're going to lose them right and then additionally if you don't have enough inventory to execute on that, um, that consumer is not going to come back. You're not going to get them back back through your doors. So, execution yeah. is key. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Todd, as as a way to you know wrap up, I mean, what, what questions should you know grocery retailers, restaurants, you know, and other companies in the fresh food supply chain, you know, ask themselves to assess whether they have you know the right people, processes, and technologies to drive continuous improvement in the procurement to deliver process? Yeah, so the, the questions I would ask, and these are, are would be applicable uh, realistically for any vertical uh, that you're in the, in the fresh food industry is, uh, do you have the right procurement partner that can give you full visibility to your entire supply chain? Do you have that? Uh, can you see everything within your supply chain? And can you make decisions based upon that visibility. Can you see that? Do you own your own data? Do you own that or does somebody else in the supply chain own that? Do you have people that are experts in the vertical you are in, critical? Do you have a partner with the right processes to execute on your supply chain strategy? Not, your, not the supply chain partner strategy, but your strategy that you have for your supply chain. And then lastly, can their technology manage an infinite catalog of SKUs? Are they capable of that? Um, I'd like to say here, Robinson Fresh and CH Robinson, we answer yes to all these questions every day. Uh, Adrian, I'd like to thank you for your time. And uh, if I do get up to New England and you offer me the Lobster Fest, I'm going to take you up on your offer. How about that? Absolutely. We'll, we'll do. Well, well, Todd, you know, like I always say at the end of our episodes, you know, we always just manage to scratch the surface on, on the topics that we cover here. But 
I, I think we, we definitely covered a lot of ground uh, today and, and, and you shared some great insights and, and advice on, on what's going on in this industry. So again, th thank you for, for making the time to be with us today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Great. And I want to thank uh, those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, either at the CH Robinson website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for Todd, uh, you can post it there. I'm sure that he'd be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you all for joining us and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day. Thank you.